The To Die For Daily Podcast is brought to you by R is for Revenge Dress, written by Kinsey Schofield and published by Post Hill Press. R is for Revenge Dress explores the celebrated life of Princess Diana through the alphabet, hitting bookshelves November of 2022. Pre-order R is for Revenge Dress at Amazon or Barnes & Noble today. Love the British monarchy. You've come to the right place. Welcome to the To Die For Daily Podcast with Kinsey Schofield. Take it away, Kinsey. All right, uh, Kinsey Schofield here with the To Die For Daily Podcast. I am freaking out because I have two, actually, you're probably some of my closest girlfriends when it comes to royal watching at this point Aww, because nobody else you. wants to royal watch with me. Um, <laughs> I uh, love you. I love you too. This I'm with Jessica and Rachel of Podcast Royal and you guys, your podcast is blowing up. You're in the top, the last I checked, you were in like the top. 150 or I mean I mean you've got great guests you've talked to my personal crush Andrew Morton there's I, no shame in that um in that you know I I yep. share that crush can't be this is Rachel saying this <laughs> I share that I share that admiration exactly you and um you just you are experts in the field but what's so fun about it is that you're southern bells and so am i so what that's what i really love about um our friend our new friendship which is developed yes. um and uh, today i i gave you a list of things i wanted to talk about but obviously we can't ignore the fact that it was ascot some of the most beautiful outfits i I'm exhausted trying to keep up with royal news right now. What are your mm -hmm. thoughts? <laughs> oh, I mean, me too. I, Jessica, I don't know if you've had the chance to comb through looks. I haven't really had the chance to comb through looks as much as I wanted to. But did you notice that Carol Middleton, Kate's mom, is wearing the pink dress that she wore, Kate, that Kate wore to meet little Mila? Yeah, um, I saw did that. Did you notice that? And so it's this gorgeous pink dress. I can't. I can't tell you the designer right now, but she's wearing her daughter. She's wearing a rewear, but it's Kate's rewear from where she, when she met Mila and she looks incredible. Beatrice looks incredible. I've said so this cute. once I've said it a million times. Beatrice is having a moment in fashion right now. She looks great. Uh, Jess, have you had the chance to comb through photos yet? Not a ton. Um, I, I did notice though, Sophie Wessex is in pink again I think today so yeah. I'm starting to think if that's like her favorite color it looks great on her she had a great hat um I plan to go through more tonight um but yeah I mean so far it looks like it's been a great event and Camilla's in blue and so Camilla everyone's been in blue a lot lately I feel like there was a lot of blue at the platinum jubilee yeah so. it's almost like a continuation of the platinum jubilee color scheme I feel like yeah I wondered if the Cambridges, and I could be just, I feel like maybe I'm out of the loop on this, but it felt like the Cambridges adopted that color a while ago. Mm -hmm. And that's like their uniform. They always look so chic when they're, they, you know, there are, there are photos where they're all wearing it. And I just think that it's a very beautiful color. I'd love to talk to some sort of psychologist or something about what <laughs> it might mean or how we might interpret them. Ooh, you but, know, saying that blue is a calming color, right? Uh, and so maybe that's like their subliminal way to promote calm amongst some storms that are going well, still going on. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I hadn't thought about that until recently, but you're right. Can see, you know, they wore that color palette for Easter too, if you remember. And I saw a collage of Kate online recently of all these blue coat dresses that she's had, and they all look very, very similar. Um, and it's just, 
it's becoming their signature color as a family. I love yeah. it. I love and it. And Kate was in blue yesterday at Order of the Garter. Was she at Ascot today? I didn't even see. I really Not haven't had the chance. They were at, and I'm going yes. to... They were the at Grenfell Tower. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, um, speaking of blue, isn't Lilibet wearing blue in our very first? Like she long- is. Yes. She yeah. is. That very pale blue. Good call. Good. Now, good is call. that just not the cute? I thought, first of all, I wanted to ask you both about this and I'll, I'll, I'll send this to you, Rachel. Um, I felt like it was really respectful and appropriate the way that the Sussexes held on to that photo until the official end of the Jubilee. Uh-huh. And then it was almost like a new finale that we didn't even know that was coming. I was so grateful for that little sneak peek of Lily. What is your take? Well, she's beautiful. First mm-hmm. of all, I mean that red hair, she's absolutely adorable. And, you know, I thought about this after, cause of course last year in 2021, Lily was born on June 4th and then we did not hear the announcement that she had been born until June 6th. Well, then of course we know she had her first birthday party at Frogmore. And then we get that first photo, that first real photo of her. There was that Christmas card photo where she's in profile, but this is the first, I think, real photo of her on June 6th. So there's a through line there, but also, like you said, I think the Sussexes were very careful last weekend to respect the jubilee and not be out front and not try to take the limelight away from the queen and that goes for lily as well and i just thought she is she uh, no surprise here a beautiful child and it looks like both of her parents i mean i can see harry in there with the red hair but Mm -hmm. also i can see megan as a baby in there as well yeah it's a great uh she's a great mesh of both of them and i i think she looks a lot like her brother as well and you know we didn't see any video footage of archie or lily during the uh, jubilee celebration so it was really nice to get that photo following the event i agree and um jessica i i feel like one of the reasons that the the cambridge children were such rock stars during the jubilee is because while we do get to see them a little bit more, we don't get to see them very often either. Um, what is it about uh, us royal watchers and royal babies? You know, why is it such a thrill for us to get to see these these happy little babies? Well, you know, I think it, I think that's just it, right? It, it's happy. It's always a fun moment. Um, there's a lot of heavy news that's always going on and the royals are always, um, you know, involved in, in, various various projects and 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 sometimes that can be fun to watch but the kids are just it's just a fun um a fun glimpse into royal life and i actually mentioned that on um, our podcast recently that was one of my you know really memorable moments from the jubilee is we occasionally get photos released of the kids but we really don't see them interacting with the family um like we did this past week very often um we saw you know, Louis sitting in his grandfather's lap. We saw George looking over and smiling at his great grandmother on the balcony. And they're just really special moments. And, um, and they're just happy. And and I think people love that escape. Oh, Mm -hmm. I totally agree. And um, especially Mike, Mike playing with (laughs) Louis was something that I just, it melted my heart. But I feel like Mike and Zara, they have quickly become one of my favorite royal 
couples and they're not necessarily, you know, they don't have the titles, but they are so deep in the heart of the family. And let me ask you both, don't you think that would be a great position for Harry and Meghan to be in? I feel like that is what they would like to see as well. Being in the heart of the family, being included, and I just, I look at Zara and Mike and they just are so uh, uh, relatable. They're so, yeah. uh, they feel attainable. They're, there is nothing about them that in, is intimidating to me. I love them. And I feel like, I feel like there's a place for Harry and Meghan in that sphere. You want to take this or you want me to, Jessica? <laughs> I have- well, you know, I, I feel like Zara has always, you know, she's never had a royal title. She's kind of always um, been in this kind of background her whole life. And and I think she likes it that way. Um, I, I feel like if the Sussexes continue on this track where, you know, they're able to to live their life as they choose in private and, and come, you know, to London for family events, they could probably um, sort of have that kind of relationship with the family that we see Zara and her family having. But um, I think there's still that a, a little bit of tension there right now with the Sussexes. And, you know, they did come in with titles and they really couldn't avoid all of the the media surrounding them, um, which is something I think Zara really hasn't hasn't struggled with in her life. She we see her, um, but she hasn't had quite the level of, of media coverage that the Sussexes have. And I think that makes it a little bit more difficult for them. I don't know. What do you think, Rachel? Well, that's what I was about to say. I think in a perfect world, Harry and Meghan would love to be Zara and Mike Tyndall in terms of they're able to be kind of part-time royals. Not, you know, Zara and Mike don't work for the royal family at all. They're not even part-time. They just are blood, but or Zara is and Mike married in. But I don't know if the media or the public will ever allow Harry and Meghan to be in as much in the background as Zara and Mike are. And of course you have the added layer, like Jessica said, of there's so much family drama and tension to my knowledge, Zara and Mike have, have never had family drama or tension. They've certainly never gone on Oprah. They've certainly never published uh, memoirs and had podcasts and and Netflix reality series. So um, I I agree. I think that's the other that's the other piece of it is really what is that role the Sussexes want to play? Because when we do see them go on Oprah, um, you know, and, and things like that, it, it gives the um, appearance that they want to be more in the limelight. And so right. I think, think we have to figure that out to know kind of where they fit into the family dynamic. Right. And you know what's so interesting to me is how Mike is constantly getting in trouble I'm I'm using that word loosely. He's not really getting in trouble, mm-hmm. but Mike is always spilling information about the royal family on his po- on his sports podcast. Right, and I'm always like waiting for somebody to say Mike shh, shh. but you know he's just so lovable, and they, it's like you said, they are so non problematic that they probably do get a, get away with a little bit. I feel like somebody who's really leading with his heart lately is Prince William. And Mm -hmm. we heard yesterday that he did not want Prince Andrew to participate in the service at Windsor Castle, uh, that he put his foot down and said, it's me or him. Um, And this is really not surprising to me to hear that Prince William is taking a stronger stance when it comes to the family's brand after I'd say now we're going on three years of pretty, you know, chaotic 
coverage of the family. Not only are we going into three years of chaotic coverage on the family, but unfortunately we are inching closer and closer to a King Charles Regency, which is going to flip everything upside down. No one has any idea how how people are going to respond to that at this point. And so it seems to me like it's really important for Prince William and Prince Charles to nip the Prince Andrew issue in the bud. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about that? Is it too little too late? Do they need to be more aggressive when it comes to Prince Andrew? And is Prince Andrew really this arrogant and entitled to think that he has he deserves to be there with senior members of the royal family, uh, you know, and and having a camera in his face? Kinsey, I really think he is that arrogant and entitled. And I, I wish I wish I could say otherwise, but I really think that he is um, not always in touch with reality. And if you want an example of what I mean, you can YouTube. I'm sure you've seen this. Your listeners can YouTube the BBC interview of 2019. Yeah. It's like, what world is Andrew living in that I'm not invited to? It's just, <laughs> um, but I'm proud of William. I mean, I think, to be honest with you, I think William's everything has changed for the Cambridges post Caribbean tour. Mm -hmm. I think that after the backlash from that, I think that they have sat down and they have really put their foot down about boundaries and things that matter to them. They are realizing more than ever now that the queen is very much still alive and very much still active, but she's not as out front, at least physically, you know, at events as she was. So we're seeing Charles and William so much more. And I think it's fantastic that some, somebody's got to put their foot down and, and, and really protect at the firm, if nothing else. I mean, I know that they're they're always going to be family, but this is a man that has stood accused of rape and he still wants to, for whatever reason, be out front. And I am, I'm happy that William said something, did something. And I think that the Caribbean tour really made him, it really hurt him, I think, and really made him a lot stronger out of out of that hurt because now he's really going to work to make sure that no missteps happen like that again. Yeah, I totally agree. I think um, you know, I think we've seen William in this situation kind of, you know, pulling rank essentially. He's mm. he is a future king and he's stepping in and saying what he will and will not talk and I agree, Rachel. I'm I'm proud of him for doing that as well. Um, as the public, we only know what we see on the news, but you know, members of the family like William and Charles, they've got a behind the scenes look at stuff, and I imagine they're privy to a lot more information than we are. So to see him stand up and, and do that really says a lot. Yeah, that's very good. I mean, that is such a good point that they do have so much more information than we have. So obviously, you know, their frustration is a reflection of something. Um, you know, I when it comes to Andrew, I, I'm always quick to say he he has stressed his innocence. And what really frustrated me about yesterday's news cycle was that we heard that Prince Andrew was spending time with the queen because of her mobility issues and because she's not been feeling 100%. So he was spending time with the queen under the guise of wanting to make sure she was getting better or wanting to make sure she wasn't lonely because she's in this position. But mm -hmm. trying to negotiate these terms of rehabilitating his image, that's very frustrating to me. Um, but, you know, what is your take, Rachel, 
What is your take when it comes to guilt by association? I mean, he does say he's innocent, but you've got, how can you associate with Jeffrey Epstein over and over again, photos taken, Jeffrey Epstein has literally been all over your mother's homes. You know, yeah. at, at what point do we say, you know, all right, we will, we'll take you at your word that you weren't with that young woman, but you're, we can't have you in this position we can't have we can't elevate you in this way when you were a close personal friend of Jeffrey Epstein yeah I mean it's it's the tricky dynamic that continues with the royal family is that this is your family this is you know the queen is his mom you know at the end of the day and but still so you're never going to not he's never going to not be a prince right he that's a birthright but as far as working for the firm that ship has to have sailed. Yeah. And, you know, he just, he, he's really just going to have to, I think, move on with his life in terms of he's Charles won't let it happen. William certainly won't let it happen. I, the queen as she's shown it's, it's gotta be so difficult to be a mom, but also mm. a boss. <laughs> and I just, I'm all for Andrew being there for his mother in a personal capacity, being there for her, making sure she's doing okay, making sure she's not lonely. But to think that he would leverage that for his yeah. own personal gain in, in, in terms of the firm and coming back, I that that makes me really upset. I know. And um, I just, I hope that he's, I just, I hope that Charles and William continue to do what apparently William did this week and stay firm and realize that, he's always going to be a member of the family. You can't change that. You can't choose your family. Right. But as far as working for the firm, it's over. The queen said so herself. So let's accept it and let's move on and try to find other things to do with our lives. And Andrew. Jessica, I want to ask you, I'm seeing a lot of, a lot of commentary online saying that the girls should be excluded. Um, the, his daughters, they, they say that, you know, again, that it, that it's perhaps guilt by association. What do you think about his daughters being excluded? Is that necessary? I mean, I feel like we like Beatrice and Eugenie so much. I, I think we like them. So we don't want to see them disappear. But I'm wondering, what's your take in regards to you know, their parents' history is a little iffy. Are we reminded of that when we see them, you know, at Royal Ascot kissing Prince Charles on the cheek, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, people have have come to associate the York sisters, you know, with some of the Prince Andrew's stories lately because that's kind of been what's circling in the news and, and their name is attached to him. But I really don't, I don't think it's fair to punish the two of them for his mistakes. Um, we've seen their very hardworking royals. They've got big career aspirations. They seem to be doing a lot of great work um, and they seem to really be supporting um, Her Majesty in, in a lot of capacities. So I don't, I don't personally find it fair to to hold that against them. I think it would be a different story if they were out there defending the, him, but I really don't feel like we've seen that at all. It seems to me like they want to distance themselves from that um, bad publicity. So um, that that's my take on yeah, it. Yeah, I completely agree with you, Jessica. I, I don't think that, um, as a, as an old phrase says, we should be punished for the sins of the father. You know, right? I think I think Andrew made his choices. That's a bed he needs to lie in. 
but Beatrice and Eugenie are by really all accounts lovely women and they don't deserve to be punished for the missteps of their father when they were when they were little girls honestly I mean at the time they were um what like 12 or 13 years old so um no I think I don't think that it should trickle down to them at all very very good insight well thank you so much for your time today you know i'm a huge fan of both you both jessica and rachel and um i just i think you it's so much fun to talk to girls that are my age from the same part of the world that i'm from (laughs) that just love the royal family and um so i'm so great you know grateful for your friendship and i appreciate your time on the podcast today and i love listening to yours We are big. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. We are huge fans of yours and the show. So thank you so much for having us on today. All right. I can't wait to see you on Instagram later. Bye ladies. (laughs) Bye. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye. Thanks again for listening to the To Die For Daily podcast with podcast royals, Rachel and Jessica. Very special guests. So much fun to talk to them. And just a quick update. It took me a while to get to this edit. So yes, 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 I am 100% aware of the Express exclusive where Mike Tyndall allegedly called Prince Harry a, a name backstage at the Jubilee. I feel like somebody's going to leave that in the comments. So I had to quickly pop in and say, yes, I am aware of that. I So they're probably not the best couple to compare um, each other to. I, I, I get it. Uh, otherwise, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. Looks like Podcast Royal drops new episodes every other week. So that's something to look forward to. I'm Kinsey Schofield with To Die For Daily. Check out todiefordaily.com for daily Diana content. Thank you for listening to the To Die For Daily podcast with Kinsey Schofield. A transcript of this chat is available at todiefordaily.com. Please subscribe to hear more from your favorite royal commentators. Cheers.